Hello and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast where we give powers to a name. Hello, welcome. Come on into our little workshop where we take all kinds of junk, crap, disregarded stuff and recycle it into a superhero. Well, I say stuff and junk. I just mean like random name generator stuff. It's fine. Don't I, worry. I interpreted that in several ways. Like I was like, junk and crap. Is he talking about our ideas? Is he talking about <laughs> the things we read? There's so many ways you could have interpreted that sentence. Well, as you can hear, I'm going to be doing this task along with my good friends, Jade Sarson and Josh Randall. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Have you been surviving these harsh winter conditions? Has it been inspiring you? Because I know you guys wanted to make like an ice villain, um, but I guess the true ice villain here is just outside. Yes. It, it hit suddenly, and I don't want to go outside again. But it is perfect comic reading weather. Yes. It is. Which I think is, is a nice tangent. Which is a shame, because neither of us are in the mood to read comics at the moment. And it's a shame, because I'm sure many people will be listening to this on their commute to work, to or from work, so... Sorry, we're going to be talking about getting all like snuggly and warm and cozy, and throwing another log on the fire as we, we read a comic in our nice big comfy wingback chairs and it, if it's any consolation i did have to give up my nice warm cozy seat to go into my very 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 cold office which hasn't been heated in a few days to record so shiver shiver yeah take take solace in the fact that jade's cold too <laughs> i'm not I've, I've got like a blanket on I, I got a nice warm drink it's it's all good for dean but that's good for the creativity so you know you, you might be a little bit cold, but you're going to get a good episode out of it from us, right? That's that's how show business works. Like, um, the the talent gets all the nice stuff and the, everyone else just suffers, but they get a little bit of like, light in their life. That's how it works, right? Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that argument. Well, ethics aside, Josh, you, yep. know, you know what we do now. We read I do. I, I tried to make a tangent a minute ago, and we went into more weather talk. It's, it's the British inside you. You know we uh, we like to read some comics as inspiration before we kick off into hero generation mode. So what have you been reading? This week, um, I'm still on the manga train at the moment. I've been more into my manga at the moment than I have been with um, general other comics. Okay. But don't worry, for next week I've got a, few, a nice pile of other comics to read. But until then, okay, um, I've come to you today with a very good comedy manga. Um, this is Atsushi Okada's Niankis. Ah. Oh, I heard about this. I didn't know it was out. It came out the other day. Excellent. Um, I got my copy a couple of days ago. I immediately broke it open and I have been laughing ever since. Ooh. Um, oh, goodness. Niankis is the story of a delinquent named Ryusei coming to town um, and quickly rising to the top of like the d- local delinquent gangs. Mm-hmm. But I should mention... That Ryusei is no ordinary delinquent. Neither are any of the other delinquents in this series, because they're all stray cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is a gag manga where the you will often see these kind of big, burly delinquent guys fighting, shouting at each other with their pompadours and all sorts of stuff. But then very quickly, you'll see a reaction shot, which is a bunch of cats. I know you're quite into your <laughs> pompadours and your cats, Yeah, this is this really speaks to me. I'm into my quirky gag manga. I'm into my delinquents. I'm into my cats. This is a perfect storm for me. <laughs> um, and it's so funny um, because it has it's really sharp with its comedy that it mm. will like you'll have this delinquent as a human shouting and stuff, but it catches everyone so off guard that the next reaction panel cuts in and it's just all cats getting shocked. <laughs> and it really blends that kind of stuff well and there's so yeah. much cool visual humour in there like um, Ryusei as a human will get into well Ryusei as a cat will get into a cardboard box because you know if it fits I sits um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the a panel next to it will be Ryusei as a human in that same box <laughs> and it's that just kind of comedy that really just it's really just funny however I will say there is one thing that I I'm not a big fan of in this series. Oh, oh shit! There is one female character in this, and we introduced to her with a panty shot. Okay. Hmm. And it, I had to put the book down for a second, and I thought, no, don't be that series. <laughs> it happens twice, but it hasn't really happened since then. Okay. Okay. I, it bothered me, 
and I do hope that it's going to disappear because like the comedy in it is so funny and it's got this real nice wit to it and then it just kind of gets tainted by this garbage. Mm. I feel like there should be a pamphlet for people like you, Josh, that just says, so, your manga's been ruined by a panty shot. <laughs> it's one of the you reasons know. I haven't been able to uh, recommend Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer yet. Oh, that, that garbage. Because it's a re- exactly, it's a really good series, but that was tainted for you, Jade, because of a panty shot. Yep. I believe. Yep. Yeah. So. Also, so the main I character, I, I just that. I just don't get the main character, but well, that's, that's neither That's a story that. for another time when I yes. recommend it in two weeks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the Yankees is a lot of fun. As I said, the first volume's just come out. Um, it's really cool just to see how these cats, well, how the delinquent types, you'll see these guys with dreadlocks, and then you get to see their cat, their cat forms. Yeah. And just seeing how those translate into those designs is a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, yes, the verse volume's just come out. Give it a read. Well, thank you, Josh, for a um, wait, um, a pawsome recommendation. Nice. Boo. Well, one out of two ain't bad. So, Jade, speaking as the one mm-hmm. out of the two, what what have you been poking your nose into? Um, that's a weird way to say what have I been reading. Um. I will start by saying that it has been a very, very good, uh, how can I put it, not year because we're only in January, but a good good era for Dragon Ball content. <laughs> um, we saw the Broly movie, that was, phew, fucking that blew was my good. mind, yes. I don't, I don't even know that much about Dragon Ball Z and I was like, oh, mm. oh. So, so there's been a lot of good kind of related content, so I decided to pick up the... Uh, tie-in manga called That Time I Got Reincarnated as Yamcha, <laughs> which is uh, based on the work by Akira Toriyama, but the story and art is actually by uh, someone called Dragon Garo Lee. Cheers, Dragon Garo Lee, for making mm-hmm. this comic. Yeah, you, you did a good job. Um, so the basic summary is, I mean, it's self-explanatory. Um, a kid <laughs> dies in high school and becomes... A self-insert in Dragon Ball as Yamcha, mm-hmm. uh, and he retains all of his, you know, memories and real-world knowledge. Uh, so he freaks out, obviously. Um, but then he realizes, oh, I, c- I can marry my waifu, <laughs> <laughs> as you would, I guess. Yeah. So so he uses his knowledge of the series to a avoid his infamous crater death, <laughs> uh, b defeat Nappa. And C, attempt to win over Bulma uh, so that he can, you know, woo and marry her. Wait, he beats Nappa? Yeah, he beats Nappa. <laughs> Jesus. That, Jesus. Yeah, I didn't expect it to actually go all out, you know, and let him do that. I thought it would be one of those, like, no, like fate is unavoidable. Yeah, kind no of paradoxes. Series. But no, it's full of paradoxes and it's hilarious. Good. Um, Yamcha deserves better. Yes. I'm, well, I mean, Yamcha's <laughs> done some Yamcha. shit. Like, I think everyone in Dragon Ball deserves to be happy. Even Freezer. Even your boy, Dean. Even beautiful Freezer. <laughs> he redeemed himself in Broly. <laughs> anyway. He redeemed? He was, he was perfect. He, no, he was, he was a terrible, terrible person, but it was hilarious, so he can... I, I never it. used to know that Freezer was a guy. A little side note for you. Well, though. he was voiced by an older woman, wasn't he? Yeah, so I just always assumed that Freezer was this badass old lady. Mm. So I was kind of actually kind of annoyed when I. Yeah, found that would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. They, call, they called him a prince all the time, but still, I just thought, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. You get, can get your pecs out, Freezer. Go ahead. Yeah. It's that twenty-first century perennials, Josh. Is what is what's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Open-minded as fuck. Sorry, Jade, go on. Anyway, yes, uh, just to, I guess, round this off, uh, the story gets very interesting, uh, especially when it starts to kind of head to the later sections where, like, Vegeta shows up. Uh, for any people who haven't read Dragon Ball, that's Bomber's actual husband. So, obviously, Yamcha gets a bit annoyed at that. Um, and the art is almost spot on, like, exactly the same as Toriyama's. It's hmm. it's very good. It has um it luckily has like a slightly different style for the what we'd call I guess the real world that the the main character comes from. Hmm. So that it's easy to tell like the difference. Um but yeah, it's 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 nothing special, but it's a very fun little manga. Excellent. I'm glad. And also Dragon Ball Z I guess is also pretty good. I mean, yeah. It would take forever to recommend that though. <laughs> 6 out of 10 ish. Uh but thank you very much, Jay. Now now we should be getting on with 
making our own superhero because we need to make a superhero. We've got some very nice inspiration, both comedic and comedic. So we should put that- our inspiration seems to be coming this week from gags and places of like two worlds. Hmm. Yeah. We've got the cat, we've got the delinquent, we've got Yamcha, we've got not Yamcha. <laughs> <laughs> can the we kid. have Yamcha? How much is Yamcha nowadays? You can buy him with like, I don't know, how much does it take to bribe a baseball player because he is a baseball player now. Is he? Oh. Yeah, in, in like Super, doesn't he play baseball, I'm pretty sure? I haven't seen Super. Yeah, because he, he gives up being a martial artist. And But what have you seen, Josh, with your eyes? Um, I've seen our generator, if that's what you're looking for. There we go. Um, Fine. Yeah, I've bought a SAR generator again this week. It's one I've actually had in the in my pocket for a while. Um, if Ooh. you remember, I mentioned on our Christmas episode that we had a naughty and a nice generator. Oh. Oh, yeah. This would have been the nice one mm. because it's wholesome. Or, or at least it's kind of based off a wholesome series. Mm. Huh. So today I'm actually going to ask you a question. What is your My Hero Academia life like? Uh, I'm going to tell you because oh. I need I need to make things first. Okay. Basically, um, this is actually going to do some of the work for us because I know that we're lately we've been doing a lot of power stuff and we've been trying to kind of sort out powers from the ground up and it takes a lot of time and we haven't been doing arcs and costumes. Oh. Y- so this one us. is your power is A and your hero villain name is BC. Oh, okay. So your power is A, which is made by the first letter of your last name. Your hero oh. villain name is your birthday, uh, at the number, and the last letter of your first name. Hmm. Okay. Wait, the number of like the month or the date? Between 1 and 31. Oh, oh the date. Birthday. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so who would like to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay, okay. Jade, first off, the, la- the first letter of your last name. So S. Which is S. Your power is warping. Warping, okay. Um, is, is that just the, the whole description of it? Yeah, it just says warping. So like, there's super speed, invisibility, <laughs> necromancy. I mean, we can kind of expand on these. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because we'll obviously oh, put our course. own little funny spin on them or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so War- you've got warping. Warping's good. Yeah, good point um, hmm. to start from. Uh, Your birthday, 17. 17. Captain. Captain, okay. So solid uh, one. And then J. And then the last letter of your first name. Oh, last letter, E. Fox. Captain so you're Captain Fox. Fox and your power's warping. I mean, so you're I'm Star be sl- Fox in a ship. I'm just going <laughs> to warp. No, you're yeah. going to be like slippery like a fox, you know, can't catch you. I kind of like that. Hmm. I mean, I mean about you, honestly, though, you, ha- you had Crow Force last week, yeah. Jade. I think you're due one where we don't use your name. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we often use your name because it has so many middle names. <laughs> Let's not go into that. <laughs> kind of being Captain Sergeant. The magnificent. Stop, stop, box. Dean. Okay, no more. Well, Dean, the yep. first letter of your last name is M. M. Which is shape shifting. Okay. I mean, see, that's the thing with shape shifting. Like, it, it's so creative, it becomes uncreative, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. there's so much you can do with it, it becomes a little bit overpowered well, and maybe, overbearing on a story. Maybe if we go with this one, we can work out some limits that will make it interesting. I mean, I've already I thought of a fun little twist on it. Oh, there you go. Um, well, let's get let's get the name first. Yes. Yeah, so, what date's your birthday? Is it the twelfth? The twelfth. Crimson. A. Crimson. And last letter of my skull. first name is N. Crimson skull. Crimson skull, the shapeshifter. <laughs> I mean, right, to the red skull in any way. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure there's a crimson skull in like F zero or something. Or crim- No, I think it might be crimson bird. Josh, who are you? Um, the first letter of my last name is R. Which is intangibility. Hmm. Okay. Um, my birthday is the seventeenth, which means I'm also a captain. Oh, two captains. Captain Knight. Hmm. With intangibility. Okay, so it's immediately we're doing a sci-fi hero, I guess. No matter what name we choose, yeah. <laughs> we got like slippery like a fox with their uh, warping. Well, warping and intangibility are quite similar. I quite like. Way. I quite like Dean's one. Crimson Skull. Yeah. I don't think we've done a shapeshifter, and I think it would be a really interesting challenge to make that in itself interesting. No, we did um, the one that changes into what your heart most mm. desires. Oh, gosh. Yes, you're right. Um, okay, look. Mm. I have two... I don't like 
I mean, I shouldn't really kick off immediately because I gave the generator a natural. No, no, go like for it. I, I made up things on this uh, previously. However, I didn't. Um, he didn't. I, can, I, I, I didn't prove it. I put my hand on my Bible. Um, what is your Bible? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it's probably a battered copy of All Star Superman, I imagine. Thought so. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I have two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. Shape shifting, but what we're actually shifting is the shape of other things. Oh, okay. Imagine a book, quite... but a sphere. Imagine a knife, <laughs> but actually a gun. <laughs> or just the shape of the knife. It was a knife, but now it's a sphere. Oh, genius. <laughs> okay, I, I, like, I like that very much, just because of the sheer it's... tomfoolery you can have. Or, um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, use every single one of ours, and we do a sci-fi thing where the powers aren't from the person. Each ship has a different power. Each, Each ship? spaceship. If it was a sci-fi, we could have some sort of spaceship. Oh. And each spaceship has its own kind of... So we've got a warping one, an intangibility one, one. and a shape-shifty one. <laughs> okay, that's actually very smart. I but like then, that. Like, well, let, let me just kind of rein it in a little bit. Okay. Because we're making a superhero. And mm-hmm. can a spaceship be a superhero? It's we the hero a, inside. We made a fucking train with a personality before, <laughs> if you forget. Oh, yeah, I know. But, like, at least, like, a train is sort of on the... They're both vehicles, Dean. What's the point? <laughs> I was just about to say, at least you can stop a train robbery with a train. But... What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can stop a bank full stop with a train, you know? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh. There we Are go. Are you Okay. My, I'm asking it, Dean if he's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, I, I I imagine that you're not okay. I'm wondering My brain's if a little Dean cold. Is. I'm 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 warming up. I'm, I'm still had a stroke. An intergalactic bank. How about that? And these ships save the intergalactic bank. You can have an intergalactic train if you want. You can have some sort of hmm. space train. Galaxy Express. Galaxy 999. Railways. <laughs> okay, so f- crime-fighting spaceships. Yeah. With pilots, I mean, you, you have the, yeah, the heroes will be inside them. Okay, let's see where we go with this. I mean, imagine a ship that can turn like part of its wing into like a massive claw or something. It's all it's all goofy oh. fun. It's it's just fun, isn't it? So who it's was who nice. again? Hold on, who was who? So oh, Fox, shit. Captain Fox was um, warping. Crimson yep. Skull was shape shifting. Uh, Captain Captain Knight. Knight. So is that knight as in night sky uh, or knight as, as in, in the medieval? Medieval, point. okay. Captain Knight was intangibility. Mm-hmm. So huh. we we got like a Star Fox esque crew flying around space solving space crimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's go from there. Um, Should they be like quite small spaceships and then like Voltron style? They combine. I'm glad you said combine because I wanted to say it, but I felt as though I already <laughs> contributed too many ideas. So, see, what I imagine is like <clears throat> locations, kind of like you know, nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of deals where, well, in space, everything of course is on a larger scale. You got these massive like asteroid mining operations, and your your um, large ass scum and villainy type space stations. Floating around, perhaps even freeform, freeform, you know, just a little uh, orbiting satellite. It all comes down to them needing some cracking down on because uh, space is like big and wide. And the police aren't coming. <laughs> that that that's the tagline. Police ain't coming. <laughs> no, as in the the full thing. Have it. You know, space is big. There's not much there, and the police ain't coming. I like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, I've con- I'd like to make a request now. for that being on the on the poster. Got it. Thank got you. it. <laughs> we might have to get the exact thing because I feel like I paraphrase the second thing. But I will, space is I will big. Make sure. Police aren't coming. There's a little middle bit in there. That's good. Mm-hmm. Shit. It. You know, I just realised saying what? talking about guardians that they've got the fucking Nova car in there, and they're like little policemen with spaceships. Thank you. Why was this so difficult for you to get your head round? <laughs> I guess I just imagine like something like bigger than just those little ships. I imagine like sort of full blown ass like Star Destroyers? Almost. 
Hmm. Like big, big, like Gundam mechs. Well, you know? let's stop talking about what we're not doing and let's talk about what we are doing, which is these yes. three little ships that combine somehow. So, what are we envisioning for these ships? Um, you know, like the, I guess my immediate mental picture is kind of like the R wings from Star Fox. My immediate picture is the gummy ships from Kingdom Hearts. I was thinking oh. gummy ships with the very spherical, like, um, windshield. Little. Yeah. Yeah. And it's certainly oh, so not you... because we've both been uh, deep no, that's, into it. That's this not week. relevant. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> that's not why. So, you guys want lame looking spaceships, then? So, Captain Knight's got a. Draw. They've got a massive key. And they just oh. start oh. with it. It's like the, the bad game. Um, so, you, maybe we could do like an aesthetic thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the old. like Please. Fifth, like the old 40s and 50s style sci-fi where they didn't oh, quite do, like, know what... pulpy Flash Gordon type stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, retrofuturism. Yeah, where they didn't quite know what a spaceship would look like. Mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. kind of... They th- took a bunch of shapes from a kid's toy box and stacked them on top of each other I'm and said, yep, that. all of this because then I don't have to try really hard. <laughs> well... It's a, you can you can take the the week off for this illustration. It's fine. No, it's fine. I can do what all the best concept designers do. Do you know this this uh, ship design trick? What what is it? You use um, everyday objects like really basic tech, like a toaster or a pair of straighteners, oh. and you use it as the basis oh, for I've a ship this. design. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, right. Let's all look at a object on our desk and um, let's turn them into spaceships. Uh, Jade, what do you see? Well, the first thing right in front of me is Edna Mode, so I can't use that. Um, you can have an Edna Mode shaped <laughs> ship, but it'd be like kind of hard to. Scoot oh, like past like the a bowl cut shaped ship. <laughs> what else is there? Um, I mean, I have my fire lighter in front of me that I used to light my candle. Ooh, that'd be quite good because it's got kind of like the long, like snouty yeah, it's, bit. It's a little like hummingbird looking thing. Hmm. See, put some wings on that. You got yourself a genuine spaceship. Might need you to send me a picture of that. Uh, on my desk at the moment um, I've got sort of my it's actually quite interesting I've got the the muff bit for my microphone Mm -hmm. I hear you sniggering where's that? Um, have you not got that attached to your mic? no because I've got my pop shield Um, but I've got like the see listen a little bit of audio for you but I've got it sort of like poking out of it like that so it's like a it's inside it's a plastic bubble wrap covering so okay. it kind of, it kind of looks like very round and very stubby, but I think it kind of looks spaceshipy because it's got like the pointy uh, ends of the bag as well. They kind of look like uh, like inwards pointing wings. I think it'd be. Hmm, I'm having trouble picturing that, so I'll take a picture later. But um, the only thing I've spotted is um, I have. Let me just. That's uh, the rattle of my iron tablets. Um, but <laughs> oh. they're in, they're in this cute little um, tub. Which yeah, I kind of it looks very UFO-y actually. Well, so. there you go. And uh, just a reminder, Jade will be posting up a illustration of all of these things <laughs> in case you have no idea what the fuck we are uh, talking about and your imagination fails you. Yes, hey, yes. we get it. Well, as a, uh, a Monday, as a, as a as a side note, I think we should take photos of all these things and post them on the Twitter before we upload <laughs> the episode. Yes. Um, I, th- I think so too. <laughs> but see, that works because like. <clears throat> Mine and Jade's are a little bit shorter and stubbier, but Josh's is long, so... So, how would they combine? I guess my one would go inside your one, and then Josh's would, like, break in half, maybe, and become cannons. I'm pretty sure we could use all of our powers to combine. Yeah. Using shape-shifting, intangibility, and warping. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those are all things that we can use to try and combine. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what about the pilots? Good question. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, Cap- Captain Knight is very flaky. They're often saying they'll be somewhere and then they're not. Do, do you get it? Because they're the intangible ship. Oh. oh. Nice. Okay. I get it. So say, say um, it again and then we'll get it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's moments past. <laughs> um, I guess Crimson, Crimson Skull is just going to be the one who gets a kick out of crime fighting and sort of they're on the more violent or side of justice they think that they like to oh maybe they're like one of those kind of edgy kid types oh i mean crimson skull is a little on the nose that is it's it's very this is my myspace name 
<laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I had Crimson Skull with like two bats either side on my MySpace page at one point. Maybe Crimson Skull is quite young then. Maybe they're the youngest of the pilots, but they're out to prove how tough they oh, are. Well, there we go. Because, I mean, Jade, your one's a captain as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got two captains. Maybe Crimson Skull is the one who joins them as like a new recruit. Ah, yes. Oh, there you go. So they've got to prove themselves. Yeah. So like, oh my god, oh it's the it's the captains. Oh my god, ooh. And um, then yeah, and they're quite intimidated by their presence. So to make up for it, they ha- choose a gnarly name. Mm. Nice, good, good brainstorm, everyone. Good brainstorm. So what about um, Captain Fox? What are they like? They're Star Fox. They're just <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Star Fox is a captain. Okay, Fo- but their their thing is warping, so. Hmm, maybe they're kind of a very organized person then because they're sort of everywhere at once. They're like a, a mm. movie producer. They're, they've got their hands in everything. They're, you know, they're organizing the tactics for the mission, but they're also down in the canteen making sure everyone's got enough to eat and they're getting nourished. But they're also here and there and everywhere. Yeah, and maybe they're also, in a sense, like, personality is slightly warped because every time i've heard that used to describe someone it's usually in reference to them doing slightly scary things but then Mm. being like kind of heart of gold type do you know what i mean so maybe they could Mm. be this captain that's like they they do do heroic things they do save people but with this new apprentice they're kind of throwing them into dangerous situations just to see what happens and how they'll deal with it that's kind of warped yeah and they're like, oh, you made it through. Good. And the kid's like, what would you have done if I hadn't? Like, I don't know. We'll deal with that when it happens. I mean, that, that's quite useful as well because they got warp power. So they can just kind of boot them through a, a, a warp hole and then just leave them to deal with whatever they like, throw that, at them. You know? yeah. well, that, that could be quite an interesting dynamic, if anything, because like the two captains will be training this one person mm. the same way that they did. But if you bear in mind that both of the captains have both got powers that mean that they can just avoid things. Yeah. Whilst the shapeshifters ah. have to kind of they have to go straight in. They have to like go head on with it. They can't they can't just warp or they can't just let it pass through them. Mm, They've yeah. got to actually uh, fight on. Ah, so actually this is a metaphorical story about dealing with things instead of avoidance. Oh no, we've got a meaning for this story. (laughs) I just wanted space adventures. (laughs) (laughs) But like that these powers as well, they're not very like offensive. Not directly anyway. Well, actually I was thinking, um I imagine the two captains, whilst the two powers aren't offensive, they're when they work together it could be. Like if you imagine um so Captain Knight is they've got a couple of ships on their tail. Mm. they're getting shot at and stuff and then Mm. Captain Fox brings up their warp power like almost like a black hole kind of deal yeah Knight goes intangible passes straight through them ships fly straight into the black hole hmm I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's how you want to use the warping thing like maybe they could just I think that's fine they could just warp into each other like they open up a portal Mm. and the portal basically like they go straight into that portal and then they one of them just flies straight back out and into the other one you can open up a portal to a black hole. You can do Sorry. all sorts. Warpings, um, it can be creative. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with it, really. You and could that's what create like weird paradoxes, like warping into something else, like you said, but like mm. in a way that means their molecules are like jammed together, so they become some Ooh. sort of weird abomination. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. I said they had a warped personality. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that? At side, side tangent. Did you ever see that? episode of star trek voyager where that guy goes um warp 10 and then he turns into a lizard because he's been to every location in the universe does another one turn into a lizard uh i don't know i saw that one episode and then i stopped watching it i remember there was an episode where two star trek people turn into lizards and they just live on a swamp huh i've only seen that one extremely gay episode of the original series that's about it (laughs) well I, anyone I surprised? Not, I guess we're not going to be influenced by Star Trek this week. <laughs> Man, but... Okay, so we have um, our team. We have sort of vague notions of personalities. We got a meaning, worst of all. I don't know why I'm saying worst of all. I guess it's just now we got to thread everything through, through that needle, you know? Well, we don't um, have to. Actually, maybe 
we are going to be influenced by Star Trek. What? Are we? Well, you've given me an idea. Mm. Uh, are we going to get gay now? No, no, no. Unless you want to. Um, <laughs> you mentioned the people who, like, they go through so many universes, like every possible universe, so they become a lizard person, right? And uh, then... they, they instantaneously travel to every location okay. in the universe. Um, so that you'd say they kind of abused their position of power and there were repercussions, would you say? Um, well, the episode is like them testing whether or not they could go warp turn and then the the scientific accident happens. Huh, but so they used their powers to see what would happen just because. Science, like a certain baby. character, like a certain Captain Fox. Oh. You see. Is Fox going to turn into a lizard? Uh, no, not necessarily, <laughs> but maybe... Not only is their personality warped, but they are starting to become warped as a human being. If that's what mm. they are, perhaps this is, if it's taking place in space, maybe these characters could be aliens, I don't know. They could be aliens, they could be um, furry-esque characters, mm. they could be literal... <laughs> they're, they're not literal foxes, if that's what you're going to say. Okay. I was going to say, they could be like um, like actual, very, 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 very small planets with human... Sized bodies. I don't the, know. What? Okay. <laughs> Dean's having another stroke. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish you did say that one of them was fox shape and one of them was hawk shapes. I think I would have preferred that. <laughs> but the, the fox and falco, Josh. <laughs> In any case, coming back to my original point, the point is that perhaps um, with this new recruit, uh, we'll we'll see kind of it'll start very kind of hijinksy, you know, like. Oh, we're going to take you on a mission, kid, and we're going to show you the ropes. And the mm-hmm. kid, you know, at first is following their orders and ending up in a lot of trouble, and they save the kid multiple times. Mm-hmm. But then we get into the plot of, you know, the, the meat of it, where the kid is actually dealing with problems head-on and going mm-hmm. against suggestions from their elders who tend to avoid things. Or they avoid it till the point where they absolutely have to intervene, and then they really get violent and, you know accidentally warp villains into each other which is not an ideal way of doing things um so then we enter stage three where the kid has taught them new ways of dealing with things and only one of them is taking it on board and that would be captain knight being quite a noble individual yes Mm. um but you know they've been flaky up until this point as we've established they they are there because they have to be it's Mm. their job they're a hero but you know, ideally they'd they'd be at home, you know, feet up, just hanging out. They they were intangible to it, but now they're tangible to it. Yes. So they become very attached to Crimson Skull, and they remind Crimson Skull constantly that they're going to have to change the name when they, you know, <laughs> get get on the ranks. Um, but then Captain Fox goes in another direction. Captain Fox is not liking this change. Captain Fox has always done the certain things a certain way for a long time, and hmm. if warping has worked. Up until this point, why change? Why fix? If it ain't but oak, don't fix it. Man, this is this is getting into like generational politics now and differences. Oh, well, well. You know, not not. I'm not saying anything, any particular um, political event currently happening right now. I'm just saying <laughs> that you know, some people when they get old are perhaps more stubborn and closed eared and to untrustworthy. The- <laughs> To them youngins. Yeah, TJ, sorry, I cut you off. Well, I think I've reached the the apex uh, with that. Just, I guess, run with that. And any thoughts I, on that? I think that's 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 very good. I like the idea of um, uh, Captain Fox becoming so warped. Um, it'd be really cool if they were like blind to it as well. You know, they're just trying to push back against these suggestions from uh, Crimson Skull and uh, Captain Knight, but becoming more warped. Uh, more warped in the process mm-hmm. and just you know doing these worse and worse ideas when it comes to um fighting these space criminals and solving these space crimes mm. um so maybe they they start you know making deals with villains you know kind of like your your typical uh cops making deals with like drug dealers be like don't do crime and they're like i won't and then they do anyway so Ooh, maybe I have, I have another suggestion go on um Perhaps they they can do that, but other ways they can deal with it is um, it could veer into tangents where Knight and Skull are realizing 
that there's kind of non-violent ways to deal with things and you know you can um you got to approach the villains as if they're people Mm -hmm. where because they are people and then um fox is going more in the direction of well if teleporting them out of the situation isn't working then i will teleport them to their fucking doom oh so they they take a more violent approach and that's what escalates Yes. Yes, I'll, I I I like this escalation. So like of your things. your suggestion could be like the middle ground and then my suggestion could be like the the after, aftermath. The the deep end. Yes. Is what your suggestion is. I like this. Josh, what do you think? I'm just trying to figure out like how we can apply it plot-wise. Like is there a particular like little events that we could use to Yes. Like, so this is going to be like the middle point of like our series however long it would be. Mm-hmm. Or like I think arc, I think it was like three arcs that I broke it into. So the first arc is training montage, basically, where they mm-hmm. go on lots of little missions. So we can, mm-hmm. I guess, after I make my point, we can discuss what a typical mission would go like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then arc two would be um, Crimson establishing their own way of doing things, maturing. And, yes, and yeah, we becoming see, their own pilot. Yes, we see how. <laughs> Shall we call them the parents? Uh, the parents deal with the kid <laughs> becoming their own person. Yeah. And then arc three is one parent uh, changing and the other parent not. Like, change. Yes. sorry, one parent changing their ways, you know, updating and moving mm. on to, to better things. Listening. Yes, listening. And then the other parent not listening, being stubborn, not changing for the better, just becoming worse. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so, so let's Josh. discuss a mission then, yes. Um, there is a bank that is never in one place. Ooh, almost like a, I suppose it would be kind of like a space train, but it's not a space train. Well, <gasps> is it, it could called l- the Swish Bank? The Swish Bank c- kind of has to be now. <laughs> well, think about it. Your a money, money, your money is nowhere safer than a bank that's always on the move. Mm. Especially if it's traveling through a series of wormholes or interdimensional portals or. Um, maybe it's in the middle of a black hole because <laughs> then it sucks all your money in and you can't get it out. Some sort of multiversal train that carries your money sounds quite fun. That does. This sounds like a a, a set piece waiting to action, waiting to action, uh, waiting to happen. Sorry, Dean. Have you had a stroke? Like I'm really worried just right now. My brain feels like lightning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you were you were saying, Josh, about the um, bank. So there's a. Yeah, so there's a moving bank. It's moving across multiverses, and it's just kind of going through all these different worlds. Because like the best way to um, ensure that your money's fine is that it's in a completely different multiverse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not many people can get through that, except from someone who's warping. Oh, maybe we could use this in the third arc. Mm. Mm. Or maybe it comes H- back how? in the third arc. Yeah, I think yeah. establish it. Establish, establish it in the first one, and then in the third one we could have. Um, Captain Fox using it for questionable means, going into multiverses and and like taking a bit of gold from it and then bringing yeah. it to someone else as like a bribe. Mm. Yeah. So Captain Fox, you know, they bring in this like gold and they're like, you know, I know where this train is and, you know, I'll use it. If you can give me the information that I need to catch this criminal, I'll tell you where this train is mm. and, I can, and I can get you in, I can get you out. Mm. That kind of thing. But we'll, that's arc three and that's questionable mean stuff. Um, and with a villain that we, and a villain that we haven't thought of yet. But first arc, I suppose, classic kind of ships just kind of escorting a train. Yeah. Or like some kind of like, I guess it's just going to have to be a train. And I've said train enough. I said it wasn't yes. a train, but it, it is a bank train. Space train, um, got it. Space yeah, bank kind train. of just it's think fine. of it as like, like in the old west where like a bunch of horses would come up against the side of a train and try yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. But you know, these are ships. And, and also, silly that's, shapes and stuff. that's typical for, like, you know, a recruit. It's like, oh, it's just a boring escort mission. Nothing's going to go mm. wrong here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just routine. Yeah. And then, yeah, a bunch of bullies come along. They start trying to, like, take inv- individual tra- trailers around. I guess it'd be quite interesting in, like, a, a zero-G environment as well because you could just kind of detach them and they would just lift off. Yeah. Um, but also, they'd still be traveling very fast as well. So you could use them to like slam people in zero zero g and whatnot. Mm. You, you you could use you could create wormholes to push off a trailer, mm. and they're like, "Yep, let it go, let it float, and we'll go pick it up in a second. Um, but then old Captain Fox turns up. They open a little warp thing, 
or like they warp with it and they warp it back into place. You can pull that shit. And mm. um, I guess as well, uh, if there's multiple different carriages of multiple different value, uh, Crimson Skull could use their shape-shifting powers to change one to look like it's of less value when in fact it's the one with all the gold in it. Mm. Shit. And of course, uh, Cap- Captain Knight can just intangibly move across the uh, the train. They can just go straight through them, can't they? Well, that can mm. be a, a cool thing. Like maybe at one point some of these uh, rustlers, they get on the train and intangible has to kind of use their... I was thinking actually, it's probably too late to start thinking about this type of stuff, but maybe the people have the powers themselves and then they plug themselves into the ships and then use that's how i imagined it i was gonna say yeah like we we didn't really establish and i was trying to picture how they were doing it i was thinking like um just something simple like they have to be in contact with like the controls of the ship or something think of it like the matrix when they plug in their themselves into the okay matrix and then maybe they can just use the powers there well then maybe it's less maybe there's some sort of suit that comes from the ship itself, sort of a little bit more weird. Um, like maybe the suits they wear are part of the ships themselves. So when they're wearing the suits, oh, they can also cool. use the powers. Hmm. I like that better actually than plugging in. Like they, like the ships themselves obviously have these powers built into them using some. It's the quantum engine. It gives yeah. us our powers. <laughs> yeah. um, everyone some is different bullshit. depending on the person. Yeah. Um, like... The reason that they've got shape-shifting powers is because they don't know which way to go yet. <gasps> um, <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, just, off, just, just off the cuff, you know. <laughs> um, just, just easy. Uh, you know, I've, we've done a couple of years of these now. I'm just <laughs> All right, uh, not, not that good. All right. <laughs> so um, oh, I've got a high off my own supply. I can't think of where I was. Um, um, <laughs> so yeah, then like the suits themselves can be like, like a mode thing where yeah. like they allow the suits and they can have it for a certain amount of time like for okay for four minutes i've got this suit and it gives me the powers of the ship mm-hmm. now we have to because oh, the quantum engine that was it mm-hmm. the quantum engine basically like gives out a little suit or like a little like brooch or something gives them some crazy little suit and for a while captain knight can do intangibility stuff crimson skull can eventually do some shape-shifting stuff but they're really not sure about if they want to use it themselves they're yeah. fine they're fine ship shape-shifting the ship, other things but as soon as they yeah. start shape-shifting themselves they don't like how it changes them hmm. i guess it'd be kind of freaky wouldn't it yeah um and warpy can do some warp stuff hmm. and eventually we can use some cool like time stuff like like big like arc things can come down to like oh he's got a second left in the suit that type of stuff hmm. of, oh of course like the drama the drama that could be yeah. milked from it so captain knight's going through the train and they're like jumping through people and as they jump through them they can like become tangible and kind of just grab them by the scruff of the neck and just kind of slam them down yeah or just crazy throw them into space moves. they could just they could just throw them no because they're the good one yeah oh they true. bring them in to to be dealt with with justice yeah through, through the proper channels through what jade the proper channels what, before before that justice 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 yeah justice um and i guess through these various tools that they have, they can save this particular train. And I guess that's how a lot lots of other missions might go as well. They might be saving a VIP from uh, rogue bounty hunters. Mm. They might be... They um, could be bounty hunting themselves. Exactly. They could be saving planets from exploding by flying into the core and defusing the angry baby that lives inside the planet. Yeah, because um, remember, these, these people aren't police. No, they're not. So they're not always they're on They're for hire. Yeah, they're for hire heroes. Are, 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 they, are they like anime-ass bounty hunters? Because We're not going full Bebop, no. <laughs> I just mean like um, for a lot of uh, heroes in Japan, if they wanted, to, wanted them to go around doing heroic stuff, but they didn't quite have an idea of what job to give them, they would just say that they're a bounty hunter. It's like Sa- it's like Samus from um, Metroid. Oh right, right. She's just like a cool girl in a suit. Well, I guess saving the universe. Uh, but the Western equivalent would be like mercenary, wouldn't it? Yeah, but kind of. That has kind of violent Negative connotations. connotation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or just like a um, like a wandering hero, like a Mad Max. Wandering hero. I think <laughs> that's that's it. That's the ticket. There's okay. just a bunch of wandering heroes. Two two more things. Mm. Costumes. Right. How do they uh, yes, look? so the suit has to 
be the costume, really. Hmm. So mm. I'm I'm imagining that you mentioned they can use the suits. So perhaps it's like when astronauts sort of leave a ship, they'll have um, like wires and pipes kind of holding them, like mm. connecting them rather to the ship. Can we have it a little bit more elegant than that? Because this is like a cool, like high tech. Remember, we're going retro futuristic. Oh shit! Ooh. You're right. So it'd be like one of those, you know, those uh, spacesuits that were like tubes and circles in the joints. Uh, Can you make that look good? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about normal astronaut suits? No, like back in the day, they were like way more stylized and way more like um, sort of polygonal, I guess, more shapey. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, like like a robot almost. I will I will do some research and, and a bit like the Michelin Man, but with like <laughs> you, you talk like I'm crazy. I'm I'm not crazy. I know you're not crazy, Dean. We just don't have any idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but the reason I brought it up was when you mentioned like the the train fight, the the swish bank fight. Mm. Um, they can like eject from their ship and do mm. some fighting, sort of in the vacuum of space, but still mm. be connected to the ship. Oh yeah, like with like the little, uh, yeah, the little tubey thing that yeah, astronauts have when they're then, like working on stuff. Yeah, because then they have the four minute time limit, as you mentioned as well. Yeah, a, some sort of tether at least. Yes. Maybe they can detach it and reattach it, but summon it. Do they have perhaps? a uniform, or as they're for hire, is it more just they make up their own I f- uniform? I feel as though with them being called captain, they need yeah, some they kind of some kind of stupid looking admiral costume. Yeah. What about what about uniforms but each of them has customized them okay okay to yeah represent their personality kind of mm. like the how the teenage mutant ninja turtles have changed over time to mm. become more individual you know what i'm saying yeah so are we saying that captain knight's costume is mainly see-through because it's intangible uh... <laughs> please don't make me draw that <laughs> maybe maybe they have sort of a i don't want to say like a knight inspired a bit more ethereal look. maybe they're a bit mm. more glided. There's a lot more like shimmer and like yeah. cape cape to it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe it's a little bit more regal, but not too much that it's like overbearing. That sense of honor. Honor, mm. Jade. Yes, and I guess Crimson Skulls is going to be way more edge lord. Like mm-hmm. they're going to have okay. They're all going to have this exact same jacket, but each one of them has done it so a different way. Like Crimson Skull, they've ripped the sleeves off and they've kind of got that anime tatter to it. Oh! Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you know exactly what I mean? That kind of like. Yes, yes, little... yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then maybe Captain Fox has. Hmm. They've kind of got more like a it? galaxy kind of material to it. Mm. Maybe like some sort of like flare. You know, like, a, like a little like scarf that looks what? like a galaxy. What if. No, 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 no. What if it's one of those. Um, have you seen those coats that actually you don't put your arms in the sleeves and they have like. Uh, slots, so it's more like a cloak. We're talking about like some Ooh. like another anime staple of people just having coats on their shoulders, like Howl and Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, but there are, a- there are actually coats like tailored to to be worn like that. Well, it, it makes sense. Yeah, that's a warped way of wearing a coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he just wears his trousers on his torso because he looks at fashion warped. <laughs> Sorted. Um. Right. Wait, wait, wait. So, what about intangible? Theirs is just more ethereal. What? Oh, do they pop the collar up? Yeah. Pop that collar. Why not? Pop that collar. Why not? Any hats? Um, Berets, maybe? Um, Uh, Ridiculous mm -hmm. admiral looking hats with massive feathers coming out the top. You can have the big old Leiji Matsumoto ass hat. How about that? For each of them. What? You know, like the big, like, um, space pirate hat. None, none of the space pirates really wear hats, Dean. They can just... I'll, I'll look up some captain hats from various things and All right. come up with Let, some inspiration. Oh, um, Crimson Skull can have uh, like one of those old like aviator um, hats with the goggles on them. And they've kind of done like a little skull kind okay. of like in chalk on it to kind of look edgy. Yes, mm. I like that. Maybe the kid is an alien and they actually have like... Uh, Skull-shaped markings on their skin, on their face. I love that. Yeah. Hey, so that's coming towards the end of this episode. So thank you all very much for listening. Um, if yes. you want to help us out, all you've got to do is leave us a review in various 
formats. We've got Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, BBR underscore podcast. Uh, we've got iTunes, we've got SoundCloud. Um, however you leave us a review, um, whatever handle you use, we will throw into an episode somehow. You don't have to leave us full details like you would need for this episode. Just <laughs> the handle will do. I don't need your birthday. Your mother's well, maiden name. Your street name. And however other ones we've happily divulged you across these nearly two years. We'll figure out a way to cram you into our machine. Mm, that sounds weird. We'll cram you in. We'll really push you in there hard. Nice and stop, stiffly. Stop. Abort. See, this, this is why I, I took over this section, Dean. Yes. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, as, along with the nice reviews you could leave, also check out that Twitter, at BBR underscore podcast, where we will, uh, on Wednesday, post up images of our recommendations, which all look very spangly and shiny, because that's the way all you're supposed to see comics. All two of them. All, t- <laughs> all, all, all two of them. Uh, and even better, on the Monday, following the episode's release, you can see a bright, spangly illustration that uh, Jade Sarson will draw of our three heroes, Captain Knight, Captain Fox, and Crimson Skull. Mm, along Monday, with the ver- Tuesday, Wednesday. In the week <laughs> following the episode. The following, yeah. <laughs> to El- be fair, I've got to draw three heroes, three spaceships, and let's let's be real, the swish bank. Mm. You don't have to, but I mean, it'd be really good if you could. I'll do it. It just might take me more than <laughs> more time than I'd like. Do do continue. Why are looking forward to that? Maybe you should uh, look to the stars and see that you've been bitten by radioactive podcasts. I am Dean, the space pirate with a good space pirate hat, McKnight. I'm Jade. I would actually really like to come back to this plot sometime. Sarson. And I'm Josh. Because we talk about pirates, I can do this. Randall. (laughs) That that was more of a a bike, like, revving up. Randall. Well, I mean, we don't know how these ships start. You cut us off before we can start talking about the quantum engine. Yeah. Well. Guess we'll have to come back to it. Mm. The viewers can decide. Uh, the listeners can decide as the well. The viewers. Goodbye, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.